best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, big news tonight, recording tonight, putting it out tonight. Of course, we got Zach Neto tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. We're super excited. But first, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, saw the well, news. Just well. Yes, yes, saw the news. Excited. You don't have negative Nate tonight? No, not at all. <laughs> um this is a guy that I've wanted for a while. So whoa, whoa, hold, hold tight, I'm excited. Hold tight, hold tight. We don't do this very often. I got to go over everything. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast and watching us on YouTube. If you're doing that, subscribe. Don't forget to pound that subscribe button. If you could go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can uh, go ahead and follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. If you're on YouTube, you're going to continue to watch us. If you are listening to us on any of our sister networks, I don't even know what that means. Um, you'll get ads right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But okay, let's go ahead and keep on. Let's let's chug here. Let's get through this. I want our initial thoughts on the big deal. Big deal, I guess? Big issue? Yeah, deal? No, I, I think this is a big deal. Angels have acquired Hunter Renfro. In exchange for Jansen Junk, Elvis Piguero, 
and Adam Seminaris. Of course, details are still coming in about everything. I know Perry's made a couple comments here tonight already. Super excited about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of a uh, lot of interesting comments coming in from uh, from the Brewers side of things. Seems like the Angels did pretty good here. Yeah, I, I think they did. I think uh, if you look at, at what some people are saying around the league, they're saying the Angels did really well with this trade. And I, I see why, because they, they got a really good player in Hunter Renfro. So I, I'm excited with this trade. It, it does solve one of the issues the Angels were looking at in the corner outfield spot. And Hunter Renfro can play the corner outfield very well. He plays both corner outfields as well. Um, and it just gives the Angels more versatility with what they have. You know, they've got a lot of outfielders that can play multiple positions, which is nice. You don't want um, just guys that can only play one position. And some people are like, "What? Well, all outfielders can play three positions. But no, that's not true. Some guys can only play right field. Some guys can only play left field. But it's nice that Taylor Ward could play all three spots. Renfro could probably play two, maybe three in a pinch. And you got Trout who could play all three if we had to. And Moniak can play all three. Adele. We'll give him. We'll give him two and a could, half. Could play all three. We'll if, give him two uh, and a half. You know, on athleticism alone, I know the defense hasn't been there for Adele, but uh, but yeah, it makes the Angels. It gives the Angels depth, and I do have a couple questions for you. We're going to go over some stats here real quick. Um, last year, I have a limited stats just on what I posted. Basically, I know mm-hmm. you probably have some more up that you might want to talk about. But uh, Hunter Renfro last year, two point five F four slash two fifty five three fifteen four ninety five had a one twenty four WRC plus. For those of you who don't know, one hundred is the league average. Twenty three point two K percentage, seven point five walk percentage, four defensive run saves. So. Uh, if you look at a defensive run save metric, he was above average. Um, and he also had a 35.2% hard hit percentage. You got anything else you want to add to those stats? I know uh, maybe some a lot of barrels. Like I that. believe it was 39 barrels, which was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the one number there, there's a number, there's two numbers that are really interesting to me. One of them is his Woba, which in Milwaukee, Milwaukee does a pretty good job with analytics. Some people don't love the way they do things, but they, they do a good job with analytics out there. His Woba career-wise is somewhere in like the 320 range. As a brewer, it was 344 and 347. So he really learned how to control the strike zone and get on base. I know the walk percentage isn't that high. It's only seven and a half. But um, when you're when you're putting a Woba up a 347, the dude's getting on base. And that's huge for him. And I think one other interesting set that you didn't bring up is the shift numbers. Um, Huge. if you look on, yes, Huge. when you, when you look on fan graphs, there's some interesting numbers with the shift. He had the shift played on him quite a bit. Um, let me see if I can find that. I, I just had it here too. Um, 50%. It, his, it was, it was an absurd amount where it was like 80% of the time he was getting shifted. Um, more than 50 that's impressive and for those of you guys who are yes. tuning in late of course to uh, mlb new rules no shift next year well technically you can still shift players but uh, the infield has to be shifted on uh what is it? it's on one side of the diamond basically so you can only have two guys on each side how it normally would be um of second base so so it looks like in about 400 abs he he or, yeah even more than that maybe 500 of his abs he had some sort of shift on him he was an okay hitter with the shift not great. He hit about 270 with the shift. But the number that's really interesting, no shift on him. He hit 329. 
that is very impressive for for him. I think that could be a big big thing that Perry was looking at when when looking to acquire him. Kind of kind of very similar to Taylor Ward, where he's a, a pretty good outfielder, very athletic, um, got a good arm, and that dude rakes. Like he he hits he hits for power, and he's going to hit a bunch of doubles. He's going to hit some home runs. He's going to be a fun part of this lineup, and it's just going to make the lineup deeper and and harder to pitch to. Um, I think that was the biggest thing with me last year. You, you asked me before the season what I thought about the Angels. I said, the lineup isn't that good. It's very, very overrated. And it got to a point where it was two guys deep, maybe three guys deep, when Rangifo and Ward were swinging at the same time, and then Trout came back. So it finally got to four guys deep. But with what the Angels are putting together right now, it could get to six, seven, eight guys deep. And if a hoppy, um, if a hoppy hits as, as we think he could, this, this line could be eight guys deep and – you know, a shortstop away from being a, one of the deepest lineups in baseball. So it, it could be looking like one of the Dodger lineups in the last couple of years where it's like, ooh, there's not really an out here. You know, if Rangifo's swinging it well and Ward's swinging it well and and Renfro's swinging it well, um, this out. lineup is going to be very – I'm not worried about Trout and Otani and, and Rendon swinging. It, you know, all, all that's going to matter with those guys is are they going to be healthy and on the field. If they're healthy and on the field, they're going to swing it well. So – yeah, this lineup could be very, very fun. I, I still would like them to go get a shortstop. Carlos Correa is number one on my list. Sander Bogarts is number two, as you know, and I'm sure most of the people on, on here know that I I think those are the two guys that you have to go get one of them. Um, Swanson, you know, if, if that's who's left, that's who's left. I, I'll take him, but Correa, Bogarts, one, two for me. Turner's three and Swanson, four. The only reason Turner's three is – I don't know how the how the speed's going to age, and you know it's probably going to be eight to ten year deal with him. So that's the one concern with 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 him. Where Correa and Bogarts, they're going to age fine because they hit, and that's all they really do. So, but really, really excited. And what the Angels gave up, I know we kind of talked about this already, but they gave up Elvis Peguero and um, Jansen Junk, both acquired in the Andrew Heaney trade from the Yankees. And they give up Adam Seminaris as well. Seminaris, soft toss and lefty from Long Beach State. He was pretty good Dirt at bag. Long Beach State. Yep. When he got to the minor leagues, he, he pitched well in places he was supposed to and then struggled in the places we thought he would as well. Like in low A, uh, he pitched – or in high A, excuse me, he pitched really well. It's pretty easy to pitch there. Once he got up to double A, he started to struggle a little bit. And triple A is where his numbers um, really kind of skyrocketed. Elvis Figueroa, we know who he is, throws hard, doesn't know exactly where the ball is going. Um, one of those type of relievers that the Angels haven't really had success with lately. And then Jansen Junk um, never seemed to be a guy the Angels thought was a starter. I know he got a couple starts for the Angels last year, but it kind of felt like, well, we don't want to ruin anybody's options or you know, we don't have anyone else. So I guess we'll go with him. It, it never felt like he was a guy that they were like, Yes, we want this guy to start. We want this guy to get the ball. Like when Silseth came up, it felt like they were all in on Chase Silseth. They wanted that guy to be a starter in the Angels rotation. And if he kept pitching good, he was going to stay in the rotation for for as long as he pitched good. You know, Suarez is the same way. You saw that with Detmers. Once he got going, it was, hey, this is our guy. And it never really felt that way with Jansen Junk. So I, I'm curious to see how the Brewers use him, if it's a starter or a reliever, but you know, I, I think the package the Angels gave up, they they added another 40-man spot, which is very helpful, going to give them um, – they won't have to get rid of anyone if they acquire a shortstop or whoever is the next guy they acquire. So I really like this trade. I am a huge Hunter Renfro fan. I wanted this guy a couple of years back, 
um, before the Brewers got him, before the Red Sox got him, actually. And and he's he's had a pretty good career over the last three years. Yeah, man, you're touching on all my all my points here, man. Like I don't have much else to talk about. I know I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, to break down <laughs> to break down what the Angels gave up. Um, yeah, Jansen Junk's probably a what a five six starter. You could put him in there as a spot starter at some points. Uh, I definitely thought that he would excel in the bullpen if they ever put him in that spot. I know. Um, yeah, I forgot what school he went to. I feel like it was Sacramento State. I could totally be wrong. Um, he uh, he was a or no, it was somewhere in New York. It wasn't Sacramento State. It was somewhere in New York, New York State or something like that. Something like that. Um, he was a oh no, you know what? Wow, planking Seattle State, Seattle University is where he went. Reliever there was touching 96, 97 as a reliever. I thought that uh that would be something that the Angels uh look at down the road. The Yankees ended up making him a starter out of out of Seattle. Um, and I know that was Seattle now after I went it out, is Seattle I, after, after I went I've, like five or six different schools. Yes. Um I just wanted me. to double check for you. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a good reliever in college. The Yankees made him into a starter. I thought the Angels uh might go back to that. Um Elvis Peguero, you saw a lot of good stuff there. I mean, mid to upper 90s uh, with some run, kind of a funky arm spot, uh, good slider, just never showed it. You know, I, I, you always hope that Peguero was going to start catching fire because he had the stuff to be really good. And honestly, he might go to Milwaukee and be a dude. You know, like you look at <laughs> Josh Hader all of a sudden turned into something really good. I mean, they, they, they've they done a pretty good job with producing pitching and the Angels have actually taken a few guys from Milwaukee um, to help with the pitching side of stuff. I know that we mentioned that um, Corbin Burns always kind of reminds us a little bit of Sam Bachman uh, in a sense. So it, it's 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 interesting there. Um, but uh, and then Adam Seminar, she already mentioned it. Uh, he he did he he found something in Inland Empire, uh, maybe a new slider, a new pitch, I believe is what it was. Uh, and he just started striking guys out. He took it into high A. Uh, and and then you know he just never really looked back. He found his way into into Double A Rocket City, and then by the end of the season he was in Triple A out of, out of nowhere. Um, probably more of a depth piece for sure. Uh, like you mentioned, fifth rounder out of out of Long Beach State, so it's always cool to see those the home the SoCal kids. But um, but fifth yeah, you didn't really five know five round draft. Yeah, and a five round draft too, and everything. So um, yeah, he's probably like a five six starter as well. Very similar to Jansen Junk from the left side. Um, not overpowering. No, no, and I you, you like the trade. You like the trade that they yeah, made. Absolutely, here for sure. Absolutely, hundred percent. And you look at the lineup that they could put out as well. Um, I know we we've mentioned this. There's you, you're hoping Wall. If Walsh is healthy, it's it's definitely a little bit different of a lineup than what it could be right now. But you're looking at something like uh, Taylor Ward leading off, Trout in the two hole, Otani DHing in the three hole, Rendon in uh, at third base in the four hole. You slide in Renfro out in left field in that five spot, and then uh, Renifo at second base, Urshela at first base. Of course, if Walsh is healthy, this lineup becomes a little bit different. You might be able to slide Walsh up ahead of Ren, um, uh, right Renfro. Renfro. Yeah, I think right you slide. Behind- I- you probably slide him above him just because you can go righty lefty, but I don't know if that's a way that I know Madden like that. I don't know if Perry. I don't think it's that big, big yeah. of a deal. Um, and then and then you know you could probably go Urshela as well at first base if if not if he's not if it's healthy. a lefty too. Even yeah. if Walsh is healthy, Urshela is probably playing against the lefty. Yep. But you're probably Walsh six, uh, Rangifo six, Urshela seven, Rangifo seven. Yeah, in that area, and then of course, uh, I mean Stassi's as well in that area. You could probably put. Um, I know, I mean, depending on Ohapi could be up there too, depending on how he's hitting. I mean, um, assuming that he's going to be probably your, your 
opening day catcher in a sense. Um, Stassi probably gets the nod because Otani's starting. We've already mentioned that, but yep. but um, but yeah. And then I mean, the big hole. I know we haven't mentioned David Fletcher. I'd love to see David Fletcher move around the diamond. Uh, not necessarily be a starter at one position, but you know, be able to get Ren Rendon off his feet for a day. Be able to get uh, you know, be that defensive replacement. Um, but if you do, he's probably your starting shortstop at the moment. You probably put Renifo there. Uh, and and of course that's their big hole. You already mentioned it. Um, they they need to go get a they need to go get a shortstop. I know that I said it on a previous podcast that they I think they're gonna they're gonna get Swanson. I think that changes now. Um, big thing. I know a couple of reporters have already pointed this out. The Angels have only spent thirty three million dollars this off season and hit a lot of holes. They've gotten two starters, two everyday guys, and Gio Urshela, and uh, and now Hunter Renfro, and they also got a starting pitcher in, in Tyler Anderson. Um, they're probably still another pitcher away from really, really being uh, dominant. But I mean, I think the motto is still going to be the same thing as it was last year for us is, is stay in it until July and see who's available on that starting pitching side of things. Um, they have some interesting pieces in the farm system. So I, I think right now all focus now has to turn to turn to a shortstop. And, and of course you have to remember the angels finished one B in the Carlos Correa sweepstakes. I know that they have, I, I know that Correa's agent, Scott Boris is not a huge Artie Moreno fan, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. You might not have to worry too much about that. Exactly. You don't know how much Artie's going to be in on this. So if the angels want one of these shortstops, I think they, I think they're going to go and get him. And I think they're going to go push really, really hard for one of these guys now. So um, last but not least, I wanted to, I, I did want to bring up, I would, I would assume that Perry just threw it out there to all the reporters and in, in a, in a big group message would be my guess because everybody has the same, the same quote from Perry. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it. He said, I think we're significantly better. I don't think, I don't think the work is done. There's definitely areas where we can continue to improve, but I do think we're significantly better. Do you agree with that right now? Where would the angels stand before we let everybody go? I'm not going to say significantly better. I, I think they have gotten better, um, but but it's a small step better because what, what you're looking at right now, I, I think you even brought it up in a tweet today. All the teams that have won World Series lately have had a legitimate all-star shortstop. The last team to not have a legitimate all-star shortstop was all the way back when Kansas City won the World Series with the LCDs Escobar. Um, so I think that's the missing piece to make this like, oh my gosh, this team looks like a playoff team. Um, Tyler Anderson, I we think he's going to regress. Um, you know, the Gio Urshela thing, a little bit of a head-scratcher because we kind of have that guy, but if he's going to play first base, and I guess it makes sense. So I'm not ready to say that this team is, is significantly better. I think right now they're still sitting around 500. With the roster they have right now, they're going to be right around 500, which is where I had them last year going into the year. Um, they, they need to go get a shortstop. They need some work in the bullpen and probably one more starting pitcher. Um, so I'm not going to say significantly better, but just they've got better. They have. I agree with you on that. I think that they uh, significantly better is not the correct term. I don't I don't agree with that. They've gotten better. Um, they've gotten deeper, which is the big thing. And I think we preach this. Um, I mean, we preach this a lot, you know, they don't need the best player though. I want them to go get the best shortstop. I think that's a spot where having one of the best players is huge. You know, you look up the middle and that's where teams are made behind the plate. Um, you're pitching, 
That's up the middle. First ba- or not first base. Short wow. Stop, Short stop, field. second base, and center field. Those are the big positions that you need to need to be good and you need to be the best in. And the Angels haven't been the best at any of those positions at any point minus center field. I'll give you center field. But you look at second shortstop, they've had the worst offensive shortstop since um offensive shortstop stats since 2018. Since I mean Andrew Alton Simmons and Andrew Alton Simmons was a below average hitter. Yep. The Angels haven't had a a good hitting shortstop since Eric Ibar and even stretching he Eric Ibar. Like, oh, he was like a 95. David Eckstein plus. You know, like right. the Angels have yeah. never had a good hitting shortstop. No. And and you look at and you look at what good teams have, and that's a that's a good shortstop. The Angels definitely need to go and get one of those. Luis Luis Renifo, you can work with at second base. You can find a way to to win games with Renifo and Fletcher and Urshela and um, Soto if you want to put him in the mix. And hell, you never know. Zach Neto is right around the corner too um, at second base. So and then the Angels have gotten better behind the dish. They went and got a got Logan Ohapi. So yeah, they've gotten better. They need to get even more better. <laughs> yeah. So, and that I mean, was something I was going to talk about with Rankifo too. Like, let's stop putting him at shortstop, everybody, please. I mean, you you look at the numbers. He's a he's a negative defensive run saved at every position, but third, he's a negative outs above average. He's a negative UZR, which for those of you guys, it's his range. He's not good defensively. Um, is what the numbers will tell you. So let's stop putting him at shortstop, okay? David Fletcher. Like you said, he would make perfect sense to be the guy where it's like, hey, Rangifo, you've played you you know you've played ten straight days. We're gonna give you a day here. Fletch, you're gonna play second. Um, Rendon needs a day off, and and we're facing a lefty. You know, Rochelle is gonna play first, and and Fletch is gonna play um, third base or or whatever. Like they they have the pieces now to be able to do this, and like let's not settle for putting average to below average guys in the starting lineup when we could when we could settle for putting elite guys at every position absolutely so nate i think we got it all out of our systems guys remember tomorrow we do have tomorrow bright and early we have a zach netto interview first overall pick by the angels 10th overall in the mlb draft last year stay tuned for that of course thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight if you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching us uh you can go follow us on all our social medias we're gonna have an article coming out on talkinghalos.com as well uh very shortly about this whole trade uh, and guys thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 